ladies and gentlemen, available on all platforms and YouTube. He's the Apex Podcaster. He's the wise owl of professional wrestling. He smells better than dude love with Sex Panther on. He's the king of fantasy booking. He is your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast. He is Omega Luke, and you're listening to the Omega Luke Wrestling Podcast. is going on everyone my name is indeed omega luke this is a fantasy booking championship match and today the contestants of course the champions royally rumbled will be in action today against the rock cry guy nev who both of these competitors are unbeaten but before we get into this a couple of little things to mention in case you didn't see on instagram and twitter on at Omega underscore Luke and Omega Luke Wrestling Podcast for Instagram. I have now joined Brain Buster Radio. So I'm very excited. Wilfred watches, of course, my brother in the podcast world. My best friend has decided to take the plunge, start his own network, and I'm going to put a rocket. I'm going to strap myself to that rocket. That is what I meant to say. Of course, that's what I meant to say. Wilfred is going to go far in this world. There's no doubt about it. And I'm going to join him because, quite frankly, I want to go far as well. And I think he has everything that it takes to do big in this business. And he's going to start this network. We've got an incredible team. You know, the likes of Josh from Wrestling Reverb, Foul Original, JPQ. The list is endless of amounts of great quality content. I'm losing my voice, getting choked up, that's how emotional I am for joining Wilfred on this journey, I'm only joking, but that is right, Brain Buster Radio, I'm actually going to kick it all off, and it is indeed starting Wrestlemania weekend, so I begin, Wrestlemania week, not Wrestlemania weekend, Wrestlemania week, I begin the kickoff on Monday, not sure what it's going to be yet, whether it will be a fancy book match, whether it will be an interview, Obviously, I don't plan that far ahead. But we will soon find out anyway when I get a little bit closer to the time. But if you haven't seen the graphic yet, I made a nice little graphic because I'm Omega Luke. That's what I do. I get fully into this. I make graphics and shit. And yeah, I'm Brain Buster Radio. I'm all for it. Squad goals. Let's happen it. Let's just do it. So other things to mention. Hashtag Fantasy Booking Faction. Obviously, the video that came out last week of episode one really well taken by everyone. Thank you very much for joining in. The next episode two will be back tomorrow. I've had a lot less responses, but I don't know whether to keep putting it out because the responses I have got are too good to leave off. So I think I might leave it there. Might leave it there. And the people that are going to be featured and spotlighted on this episode, there is some absolute humdingers. Some absolute thunder bastard fantasy booking factions for you to enjoy. So that video will be out tomorrow, Tuesday. Don't know the date because I don't, I just, I just don't, I just, just don't know the date. But anyway, so anyway, Royally Rumbled. By the way, Royally Rumbled, I did hear you put me over on your episode. Thank you very much. Really appreciate that. Um, you know, you know, I love you guys. Um, they are defending 
their championship today. And if you haven't checked out Rory Rumble's actual podcast that they do, where they preview and predict the pay-per-views for WWE, then make sure you do, because no guest is as good as theirs. That's their tagline. I mean, that's fucking sick as well. No guest is as good as theirs. They are so fucking good at predicting. They are, fortunately, they are my tag team partner in the Josh and Stu Prediction League, as well as absolutely dominating the Josh and Stu Prediction League since its beginning. Uh, they they lost their championship not so long ago to those pesky Irish bastards um, just because wrestling. Uh, love you really. And um, but we're going to win tag team titles at WrestleMania, and I'm going to do it alongside them. So there's nothing better than that. Hit up my boys, Royally Rumbled. Make sure you check out their podcast. Amazing. Obviously, they're going up against one of my best friends, Nev, the Rock Cry Guy. Call him the Rock Cry Guy because he cried when he met the Rock. If you didn't know, but it's going to be really good. Both of these guys are incredible fantasy bookers. So this match is going to be a little insane. I'm absolutely dreading it, to be honest. I haven't heard either of these bookings. I've left it to the last minute. Because, one, I've been very busy uh, with work, football, and, and all that kind of shit. Life just gets in the way. But, two, because I'm dreading having to pick a winner here. This is a championship match. This, this, this isn't just, you know, a friendly... Just, uh, oh, well done, you win this time. I'll get you back next time. This is for the Omega Luke Fantasy Booking Championship. Everyone wants to win this. Believe me. Everyone wants to win it. The stipulation, by the way, is one of my favourites that um, I've done so far. And I, I'm really annoyed. I keep giving out the stipulations that I want to do. And I, haven't, I know I haven't fantasy booked for a while, which I might do coming up soon. I need to speak to some guys. need to speak to some guys. Josh and Stu... If you listen to this, I need to speak to you. Because you offered to be a judge last time for me versus Math, M-A-F-F, and he bottled it. He forfeited the match. I'm still hungry. I want a fantasy booking match. I'm the king of fantasy booking. I want a fantasy booking match. Not for a title or anything like that, because, you know, I don't want to be involved in the title. This, this is my competition. Be an exhibition match. But Josh and Stu need a stipulation. But more importantly, I need an opponent. Who's it going to be? Come on. Bring him. I'm the king. Come on. But anyway, stipulation's my favourite. The stipulation for this fantasy booking championship match is the two guys has to return an ex-WWE superstar. It can be anyone. Dead, alive, retired. They could be at another company right now. The list is endless. The opportunities are endless. I'm really excited to see who they bring back. If Nev picks The Rock, he's automatically disqualified. I'm only joking. But it's very obvious that he would do that. So I don't think he would anyway. But I'm genuinely intrigued on who they bring back because the plethora of talent that you could bring back is endless. I'd struggle like mad. I've already done an edge one who would probably be one of the biggest ones who I'd want to pick. Um, so, And I've also brought back Cody once in a fantasy booking match um, for, not a fantasy booking match, in a fantasy booking, uh, one of the Velveteen Dream. So there's so many different people who I'd love to bring back to the company who I think I could do better than what the writers probably could because, you know, I'm the king. I keep saying that. I need to start saying that. But anyway, let's get to this match. Both guys, unbeaten. Both guys, I cannot wait to see what they have for me. 
This is, of course, if you're watching on YouTube right now, a live reaction. If you're just listening through your ears on the podcast app, no need to panic. You're not going to miss any, out on anything other than my face going, <gasps> oh, and shit like that. That's all you're going to miss. So if you do want to watch that, fair enough. You can find it, Omega Luke Wrestling on YouTube. Uh, subscribe because I want more subscribers too. And um, that's where you can find me. But if not, just enjoy it for what it is. You can listen to the fantasy booking, then you can listen to the outro where you can hear my thoughts anyway. So you won't miss anything like that. You just miss facial expressions. Facial, ex facial expressions. That's harder to say than what everyone else think makes it out to be. But let's get down to this. Royally Rumbled versus Nev. Fantasy booking championship. Who are they going to bring back? WWE superstar, ex-WWE superstar, back to WWE. Let's find out right now. Subscribe to Omega Luke Wrestling Podcast. Nailed it. Okay, so this is my fantasy booking to return an ex-WWE superstar of my choosing to the company. So it's WrestleMania 35, April 7th. An incredible WrestleMania has taken place. We've seen thrilling matchups, some shocking turn of events, and, in, and an insane main event with Seth freaking Rollins picking up a huge win over the beast incarnate Brock Lesnar. Confetti fills the air as Rollins wipes away the tears of joy and holding his championship high and proud. He is joined by his brothers, The Shield, Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose, who share in the celebrations as WrestleMania 35 at the MetLife Stadium comes to an end. Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania, April 8th in New Jersey. So, as I said, it's the Raw after Mania. Uh, the show delivers year after year, and there's a buzz in the air. What could happen tonight? So, Raw's coming to an end. Uh, there's been some WrestleMania rematches. Some new champions have come out and cut promos, but they've saved the best till last. The closing segment is Seth Rollins. He stood in the middle of the ring. Burn it down is louder than ever, and the crowd have been immense all night. We've waited so long for this it's now the time that lesnar is done with and the universal champion is someone that we can see week on week in week out on our television screens seth cuts a promo and says we did it guys me you there you he's pointing at everyone in the crowd you everybody in this building everybody at home we've done it together and now the wwe universe this title means something. And finally, we can defend it week in, week out on Monday Night Raw. No more no-shows, no more abusing management, no more abusing the fans, no more mockery of, of my superb locker room back there. I am here to tell you that I give you my word, this title will be defended and well represented. And I just want to thank each and every one of you all so much. So what's next then? Brock Lesnar is gone. He's done... He's done with. So who's first in line for my universal title? There are so many deserving candidates. But then Finn Balor's music hits. Finn joins Seth in the middle of the ring. This looks familiar, Seth. Me, you, and that title. Now we put on one hell of a show way back when. And I think you need to prove that you can beat me one-on-one, -on -one, seeing as I was the first ever universal champion. And I never lost that title. Finn immediately is cut off by Drew McIntyre. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
Now I'm here on Raw. My talent cannot be denied. I've been the NXT champion. I've been the Raw Tag Team champion. I am well overdue my universal title shot. I'm sick of being looked past. I've dominated all competition. I'm not asking anymore. I'm demanding. You see, I don't wait in line. I'm the talent people line up to see. What do you say, Seth? Me and you for that universal title? I know I can beat you. You've got nothing on me. And truth be told, you know I could chew you up and spit you out whenever I wanted. Then, all of a sudden, it's the big dog, Roman Reigns. His music blares through the arena and the crowd are going crazy. Roman walks straight past McIntyre, heads down the ramp, grabs a mic, walks towards Finn and Seth in the ring. Well, Seth, you did it. I'm damn proud of you, brother. We've been up and down the road together to hell and back. But as you know, I've got this platform. I've got this thing that I've got to do. I've got to deliver for my people. And I want to do it with the universal title around my waist. God may have made some plans for me to leave that title for a while, but I'm back now. And you know me. And you know that we can put on one hell of a show together. One hell of a match. Now, it's nothing personal, and I know you respect that. Seth shakes Roman's hand and embraces in a hug. Seth says, I know. I know what it's like, brother. Vacating the title. And the way you had to do it, you are a true warrior and a fighting champion. And now you're back. I don't see anyone around me more deserving than you. Seth is cut off. Ladies and gentlemen, out emerges Paul Heyman on the stage. My name is Paul Heyman, and I am the advocate for the former longest reigning, defending Universal Champion, Brock Lesnar. And whilst this is happening, the crowd are drowning Heyman with booze. That gut feeling that we've all experienced watching Paul Heyman come out, knowing that Brock Lesnar's here. Paul, shut your mouth, Seth Rollins interrupts. Before you go on, I slayed your beast last night. He is the last person in this entire building who's getting a shot at my title. McIntyre on top of the ramp, Finn Balor and Reigns in the ring with Seth all look up towards Heyman with a big smile on their face, holding back the laughter. Mr. Rollins, please hear me out. I think my advocate is deserving. He is one of the longest reigning champions in modern WWE history. He's broken down barriers. He is a fighting champion. He's a UFC star and a global phenomenon. Don't you think he is deserving? I'd argue he's one of the best. What don't you get, Paul? Brock Lesnar is done. And as long as any of us here or back there is a universal champion, he isn't getting an opportunity. Oh my. (laughs) Mr. Rollins. Paul is laughing hysterically. I see what's happened now. How silly of me. I, sir was not talking about Brock Lesnar. Corey Graves on commentary. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's CM Punk. CM Punk is back. The crowd have literally erupted. The camera pans around the audience. There are hands on their heads, mouths wide open, grown men bouncing up and down, tears of joy in their eyes. CM Punk goes to his knees as Paul Heyman shows him his watch. 
the crowd joined Punk with an almighty, it's clobbering time. Cult of personality still ringing through the arena, loud and proud. Punk and Heyman walk down to the ring. McIntyre just shakes his head and heads to the back. Rollins, Reigns and Balor all look shocked. Rollins literally can't believe it. Finally, his music finishes and Punk is stood in the ring as the crowd begin to chant, CM Punk, CM Punk. This goes on for a ridiculously long time. Punk looks around and smacks at the crowd. He's unable to talk due to the roar of the audience. They're not giving him an opportunity to speak yet. Punk gets the mic up close to his lips. Did you miss me? The crowd erupt. Well, you know what? I miss this. And I miss you guys. This is home. This is so surreal. The commentary team are losing their heads. You know, the crowd, just as I've said, are going absolutely wild. CM Punk continues. Now, I've been at home for some while. I've been building a family with my wife. I've been watching week in, week out. And I've been watching everybody come in here and try to fill my shoes since I left. You know, I thought I was done. This world of professional wrestling was all behind me. But no matter what I tried, the UFC, movies, television, writing comic books, appearances left, right and centre, it just didn't fill a hole. I tried to push this away like it meant nothing to me. And I, and I was quite open with that and quite public about that. I knocked this business, I knocked WWE, and I'm quite ashamed of that. But this just wouldn't leave me alone. It became my obsession. It haunted me. Everywhere I went, I tried to escape. You know, I was trying to be recognised, you know, as Phil Brooks, but I am CM Punk. I am this person for life. And then it dawned on me. This itch just can't get scratched until I come back one last time. One more time to say that I'm the best in the world. Now, I've seen Finn Balor's matches, Seth Rollins' matches, Roman Reigns. I've watched all you guys. And it isn't just Raw. Smackdown Live 2, AJ Styles, Tevin Owens, Daniel Bryan. I want these matches. I want to beat and destroy all competition as I truly am the best in the world. But also, I want that. Seth points over. I want, oh, I want that universal title around my waist. So what do you say, Rollins, my protege, the second-hand CM Punk, the knockoff? You put that title on the line at Money in the Bank. Seth Rollins gathers himself and grabs hold of the mic. Knockoff, huh? Your protege? How dare you? I am nothing like you. I, along with these men stood around me, have carried this business on my back. Because all you ever wanted, you sat up there on that, on that Titantron with your legs crossed, all you ever wanted was that chance, that chance to be the man, the face of the company, your face on the merchandise, your face on the cups, the the meet and greets, everything, you wanted it all. You did your little pipe bomb, you got your championships, and then when the real work started to to contain and maintain that that championship persona, when that all the interviews and, and flying from New York to Miami, back to Boston, over to London, match after match, night after night. What did you do, huh? When it got real tough and you really become the guy, you quit. You didn't like where they were heading, uh, where they were putting you, and you just tucked your tail between your legs and you flew home. You quit. Wait, Seth, what? What, because I had other goals I wanted to accomplish? Because my body was battered and bruised? 
I wanted to build something for myself and my family. All I've ever known is this, and I've been doing this since I was virtually a child. Do you understand the pain that I was in? Everything that was going on at, for me at that time. I've struggled with d demons that I'm still struggling with today. It's just my wife and my family have helped me through this. And now I'm in a good place that I'm back. Who knows where my head was in 2014. But regardless, what you need to focus on is that's all irrelevant. I'm back now and I'm coming for that title. And I am the best in the world. Punk drops the mic and walks out of the ring with Paul Heyman following so we go to next week, Raw, April 15th. Triple H has tweeted out in the week that tonight on Raw, CM Punk returns to action against Finn Balor, Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre in an epic fatal four-way match, which is pay-per-view worthy. Seth Rollins will be there on commentary to witness the match in person and Triple H comes out to the ring. The crowd chants with a huge cheer and chants of CM Punk's name. Yeah, how about that, huh? CM Punk's back. How awesome. Some people thought they'd never see CM Punk in the WWE ring again. Me included. Yep, here we are. Tonight he's back competing after five long years against Finn Balor, Roman Reigns, and Drew McIntyre. Now, me and Punk have ironed out, ironed out some issues that and things of that nature. We've had our fights and our squabbles. But, turns out, He's a pretty solid guy, and we've worked, we've worked our problems out, and he's got quite a good little contract. However, this is still my empire. This is my domain, and CM Punk will have to earn his way here. Tonight, if Punk beats all of his competition, then he'll get a universal title match at Money in the Bank against Seth Rollins. But the same applies for all his other competitors. What Punk has to realise is, is that the game here has changed. The talent has gotten better. The competition is tougher. And he really is going to have to prove if he is best in the world. So tonight's main event is underway. And the anticipation is huge. Seth Rollins comes out first. Joins the commentary team. All the, all the men in the match make their entrances. Saving CM Punk for last. Coming out with Paul Heyman by his side. There's a real buzz for his return. The match is underway. Reigns and McIntyre are throwing huge punches. Balor dives straight towards Punk. They're brawling. It's chaos. Reigns and McIntyre go to the outside. McIntyre is pulling Reigns all over the place, throws him into the barricade. Whilst inside the ring, Balor and Punk are going back and forth. Lots of reversals and flips, putting on a real show. It looks as though Punk is in great shape and hasn't missed a beat. Punk swipes at Balor's feet and gets him into a submission lock. Corey Graves says, This is where his MMA training is going to come into play. He's advanced his arsenal. He's got a, a new skill set of moves. Seth, you've got to be impressed by this. Rollins replies with, hey, did any of these get him a win in the UFC? I don't think so. It, I'll be fine. It's going to take a lot more than some iron bars and locks to put me down. Just ask Brock Lesnar. McIntyre lands a big elbow drop on top of both men to break up the hold. McIntyre picks up Balor and launches him out of the ring. Drew begins his assault on, on Punk. Roman Reigns jumps in and attacks Marco McIntyre and whips him into the ropes. Picks him up for a big Samoan drop. McIntyre rolls out of the ring. A groggy CM Punk climbs to his feet. The big dog, Roman Reigns, and CM Punk stare down. Nothing can be heard, but they're talking trash. Punk's eyes bulge as he begins throwing fists. 
punk Irish whips Reigns into the turnbuckle, runs and hits him with a running corner knee strike, followed by a running bulldog. Iconic CM Punk. Punk signals his hands for a go to sleep. Balor comes in and nails a running front drop kick into the turnbuckle. Punk bounces off and lays motionless on the floor. Balor climbs up and lands a huge coup de gras. Looks over at Roman, who's still laid out on the floor. Climbs up and nails him with a coup de gras also. Crowd is electric. Finn is shaking. Finn puts, Ro- puts Roman in a cover, only for it to be broken up by Drew McIntyre. Finn holds onto the ropes, and McIntyre hits Balor with a devastating Claymore kick, and Balor falls out of the ring. Drew stands tall, screaming, This is my moment! Michael Cole says, Drew McIntyre, McIntyre standing tall. Looks like Drew's going to be facing you at money in the Oh my! Superman punch! Out of nowhere, Roman Reigns lands a big-time Superman punch. McIntyre is still just about on his feet, tippling over his toes, when... Spear! McIntyre is down. Seth Rollins is going crazy on the commentary. He says, turn around, Roman, turn around. CM Punk is behind him. Hoist Roman Reigns up. Go to sleep. One, two, three. CM Punk has done it. Seth Rollins, in 13 days, you face that man. That man there, CM Punk, for your universal title. Paul Heyman climbs in the ring and gives Punk a huge hug. Raw ends with Rollins in the ring, facing off against CM Punk, with his title lifted in the air. Okay, so we're at Raw, April 22nd, the the last Raw before Money in the Bank. We're midway now through Raw in Memphis, Tennessee, and Seth Rollins makes his way to the ring. Seth Rollins sits in the middle of the ring, legs crossed in a very familiar stance. You know what? On Sunday, I'm facing a guy that I actually look up to. In the past, I've faced some of my inspirations, such as Triple H, Sting. But CM Punk, he's different. You know why? Because despite him quitting this business, I've had time to think about this, and he is just like me. He came from nothing. He had difficult times in his childhood. He was classed as a weirdo, as an outcast, a freak. But so was I. He loved this business, the world of professional wrestling. We even joined the same promotion before coming to the WWE. Our paths are so similar. Before I hated the comparisons, but now maybe it's a compliment. We both have had our issues with the authority here in the WWE. I even tagged with CM Punk back in 2012 when I was NXT champion and he was WWE champion. CM Punk helped form the Shield. He put us over. He paved the way. We worked with him and against him. Part of me wants to hate the fact that he's back after walking out on us. And I cannot deny that this will be the biggest match of my career. But listen, don't get it twisted. I may show respect, but I am no pushover. I am the architect. The beast slayer. Hell, the king slayer. I'll curb stomp. I'll burn it down. But most of all, I am Seth freaking Rollins. And on Sunday, you'll be calling me the best in the world. CM Punk comes out and stands toe-to-toe with Seth. I appreciate your words. Whilst I've been gone, I've been watching, keeping an eye on what's going on, and you've stood out amongst them all. In my opinion, you've been the very best, and you've brought it night after night. But unfortunately for you, this Sunday, in Chicago, Illinois, 
Money in the Bank. That universal title is coming home with me. And this time it ain't going in my refrigerator. It's going proudly around my waist as I reclaim what is mine. I reclaim my title of being the best in the world as I stand on top of that WWE mountaintop. I'll see you on Sunday. The men stare down and Rollins and Punk shake hands with whilst muttering to one another. Raw comes to a close. So, Money in the Bank, April 28th in Chicago. Michael Cole opens up, with com- opens up on commentary with Coincidence or Poetic Justice? It's been eight years since CM Punk defeated John Cena here in his hometown of Chicago to become the WWE champion. Can he do the same here tonight against Seth Rollins for the Universal title? Renee Young adds, look at this crowd. They are on fire. Corey Gray says, this night is a big fight feel to it. We've had Rock and Hogan. We've had Michaels versus Jericho. The passing of the torch. And tonight we get Seth Rollins versus CM Punk. This Chicago crowd is nuts. The pay-per-view goes on. We have a new Money in the Bank winner. None other than the big dog Roman Reigns. Reigns, first big win here since returning from his leukemia treatment. So here we go. Main event time. The crowd cannot be silenced. There's no mishmash of chants. There's no uh, different sides here. One chant reigns supreme. CM Punk. CM Punk. CM Punk's music hits. The cult of personality. This Chicago crowd has stayed true and loyal to their hero throughout his absence, and now he's back home with a title opportunity. It doesn't get bigger than this. Rollins' entrance is still powerful. He's beloved by the people. Burn it down rings out loud. Burn it down! But we know who the fans are cheering for here. The stare down. Punk is bouncing up and down, pacing around, and Rollins hasn't flinched and raises his title in the air. They lock up. Both men try to assure their dominance over the other. Their moveset and technique is so similar. They're quick and sharp. They go back at it. They go at it back and forth. It's a classic. And Punk nails Rollins with a big DDT. Punk signals for a go to sleep early, but Rollins wriggles to safety. Rollins looks uneasy. The crowd are wild. They're really playing a factor in this match. CM Punk's name is bellowing off the walls. Now, with this, I would kind of want that feel of SummerSlam 2002 with Brock Lesnar and The Rock. It's not that the fans are against Seth Rollins here. It's just their love for CM Punk is too much. So it's not like Rollins is a heel. Rollins looks frustrated and kind of plays to the crowd a bit. As I said, it's not a heel move, but there's frustration there. The match goes on. CM Punk is down after a vicious Irish whip into the turnbuckle. Rollins runs, and from out of nowhere, a thunderous curb stomp. Is Punk going to bed early? One, two, kick out. Now this is outrageous. Not too many can say that they've kicked out of the curb stomp. And so early on in the match. Rollins can't believe it. Now he's had some strange facial expressions in the past, but this beats them all. He's stunned. He goes to cover again, but Punk kicks out. A furious and frustrated Seth Rollins begins losing his temper and starts hounding Punk on the floor with big punches and starts stomping on his head, holding onto the ropes. The referee breaks it up. 
Punk is down. Rollins puts his hands under his cheek, mocking the go-to-sleep sign. Rollins lifts him up, and Punk slivers out. Throws him to the ropes and catches him with a running knee. Rollins bounces back and runs into a clothesline. He's turned him inside out there, Cole says. CM Punk climbs up ready to hit a huge elbow drop, and Rollins rolls out of the way. Punk heads back towards Rollins in the corner, who trips who trips him to fall into the turnbuckle. Rollins climbs up to the top. Punk hits the ropes and Rollins falls, catching himself for a low blow on the ropes. Punk climbs up to the turnbuckle, grabs hold of Rollins, and he's trying to go for a suplex. Rollins shoves him by the face off as he falls into the crowd. Sorry, falls into the ring. CM Punk stands up and Seth dives his dives off for a huge crossbody. They land, but Punk somehow manages to roll up and goes for the Anaconda Vice. Rollins is wriggling around like crazy, and Punk's got it locked in. Luckily, Seth manages to make the ropes. CM Punk chants continue throughout the crowd. Rollins is crawled to the outside and slowly makes his way to his feet. Punk looks at the crowd, gives a grin, bounces off the ropes and runs through the ring ropes and out to the out to Seth Rollins and nails him back to the floor. CM Punk then throws Rollins back in the ring. He steps towards Rollins, trying to put him away. Seth shoves Punk. Seth shoves Punk, who falls back and knocks the referee to the floor. Punk is grabbing at the referee, trying to lift him up. Whilst his back is turned. He turns around and Seth darts at his feet, rolls him up and lands a schoolboy super kick. Punk Punk wobbles around and is thrown into a turnbuckle powerbomb. The crowd are booing immensely. Rollins looks furious as he pulls back at his hair psychotically, foaming at the mouth. Rollins runs and goes to hit the curb stomp once again, but Punk manages to roll out the way, inches away from that fatal end. Rollins picks him up and grabs him by the face and screams at him, You want this, huh? You think you're better than me? This is mine now. You walked away. You can't have this. This is all mine, and you're not taking it. He flings him back and goes to kick him in the midriff. Punk reverses, spins him around, hoists him up, and nails a go-to-sleep. Rollins lays motionless. Punk picks him back up again. One more time, another go-to-sleep. Referee is groggy, but is up to his knees. He counts. One, two, three. CM Punk has come back home to the WWE, to Chicago, and is the brand new Universal Champion. Punk is struck with emotions as he climbs the turnbuckle, the title in his hand, screaming, Best in the world! He jumps down He jumps down to Seth Rollins laid on his back, hand over his face, fighting back the tears. Punk lifts him up to his feet. They stare down for a second. Rollins snatches the title, and things look awkward. Rollins puts the title on Punk's shoulder and gives it a pat. He's lost his head throughout the match. Emotions have run high, but ultimately the respect is there. Rollins jumps out of the ring, and Punk looks up on the stage and stood at the top as Roman Reigns hoisting his Money in the Brent briefcase high and proud, and his other hand pointing towards Punk. No doubt things are looking very excited for the future. And that is how I would book a return for an ex-WWE superstar to the company. Hi, I'm Bruce Pritchard. This is Conrad Thompson. And you're listening to the Omega Loop Podcast. Hey, everybody. 
Royally Rumbled here. I'm Jordan. I'm Robert. And today we are defending our Omega Luke Fantasy Booking League Championship. Week one, tonight, March 11th, 2019, Raw. Monday Night Raw opens with Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair in the ring to sign a contract for their WrestleMania main event. Vince, Shane, Stephanie, and Triple H are in the ring. Ronda demands that Becky Lynch be involved in the match because she wants to kick her ass in officially. Charlotte scoffs and explains that Becky did this to herself and doesn't have any respect for authority, unlike Charlotte, and that's why Becky will never achieve the dream of main eventing WrestleMania. The crowd goes insane. Huge pop. Stone Cold Steve Austin makes his way out onto the stage, and he waits a moment before motioning for someone else to join him. Becky Lynch's music hits. The crowd explodes even more. They stand at the top of the ramp and nod at one another, and they make their way to the ring. The McMahon family is visibly angry. Stone Cold Steve Austin gets on the mic. If you want to see Becky Lynch in the main event of WrestleMania... Give me a hell yeah! Austin gets in Charlotte's face. I'm sorry, what was that you said about not being in the main event of WrestleMania? Because she doesn't respect authority? Charlotte goes to speak, but Austin cuts her off. What? Vince gets on the mic. What the hell are you doing here, Austin? This has nothing to do with you. You said a few months ago that the WWE Universe are the authority. You said... The fans have the control. Well, old Stone Cold has some extra time on his hands, so he figured he'd pop by from time to time to check in on you to see what you've been doing. And all I see is you changing matches and taking away opportunity from some premier talents. You're doing what you always did, killing momentum because it's not what you want. So, give these people what they want. They want Becky Lynch. Let's let's check one more time. If you want Becky Lynch in the main event match at WrestleMania, give me a hell yeah! I said, give me a hell yeah! Austin looks McMahon dead in his eyes. Put her in the damn match. Shane steps in and gets between Austin and Vince. He puts his hand on Stone Cold's chest to back him up. Austin's face goes emotionless, and he just stares at Shane's hand. When Shane steps back towards Austin, he's kicked in the gut and laid out by a stone-cold stunner. Austin yells in Shane's face on the floor and gives him the finger. He steps back up to Vince, but Triple H gets in between them this time, but doesn't lay a hand on Austin. Triple H gets on the mic. Steve, Steve, calm down. You can't just show up whenever you want and stun Shane. It's not 1999 anymore. Things have changed. He has a family. He's... What? Steve. What? You can't... What? It's not... What? Becky's not... What? Stop. What? Enough! Becky isn't involved in the match because she's got an attitude not unlike some beer-chugging, ass-kicking redneck I used to go to war with. Things have changed, and that kind of behavior is not tolerated, nor rewarded. Austin lifts the mic up to his mouth leans into Triple H, and goes to say something, but instead he drops Hunter with a stunner of his own. The crowd pops again. Vince cuts through all the commotion. Wait a minute! 
damn it, wait a minute. You want Becky in the match? You all want Becky in the match? Fine. You've got your match. At WrestleMania, we'll see Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch both challenge Ronda Rousey for the Raw Women's Championship in a triple threat match. Vince steps out of the ring to join Stephanie. Charlotte is visibly angry. Becky steps up and tears the contract in half. Austin is thrown beer from the outside. He cracks them open and hands one to Becky. They cheers and chug their beer. Austin's music hits and they celebrate in the ring. We go to commercial as the segment ends. Week two begins on March 18th, 2019. Monday Night Raw emanates from Rosemont, Illinois at the Allstate Arena. At the top of hour three, we return from commercial to hear... Ladies and gentlemen, Elias. Hello, I am Elias. Chicago is a great city. For the Midwest. One place I was happy to visit during this miserable trip was the latest skyscraper built in this putrid sinkhole of a city by WWE Hall of Famer Donald Trump. I'm going to need you all to silence your cell phones, hold your applause, and shut your mouths. Stone Cold Steve Austin is back and making his way to the ring for the second week in a row. Stone Cold grabs a mic. Is that your guitar? Austin leans over and picks up Elias' guitar that was placed next to the stool. He inspects it and raises it up. Elias rips it from his hands. Austin's smile quickly vanishes. Now just hold on a minute here. I'm the star, not you. You've never been as good as I am and you never will be. Now get the hell out of here. And let me get back to my performance. None of these people even want to look at you, let alone expose their ears to your god-awful singing. Now, I encourage all of you to silence your- Austin kicks him in the midsection and lands a stone-cold stunner. The crowd pops loud. Austin's music plays as he celebrates in the ring. Austin calls for two beers, and they toss them into him. He cracks them open and smashes them together before pouring them down his throat. Austin climbs down from the turnbuckle, to call for two more, but when he turns around, Randy Orton is in the ring and hits an RKO out of nowhere. The music stops abruptly, and the crowd is so awestruck by what they just witnessed. Orton slithers around a downed Austin. He slowly rises up and looks around at the crowd. Boos begin to echo through the arena, but Orton doesn't emote at all. He's not angry. He's not happy. He just looks back down at Austin with his cold eyes before leaving the ring and walking up the ramp. Stone Cold is down and out. The segment ends. The next night, March 19th, on SmackDown Live from the Banker's Life Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, Indiana, SmackDown Live opens with Randy Orton standing in the center of the ring with a microphone. His music cuts off and he begins. I've been getting hounded for the last 24 hours. Why, Randy? Why? Why attack a Hall of Fame legend like Stone Cold Steve Austin? Hounded by the losers on social media, hounded by the press, 
Hounded by the boys in the back. I'm out here tonight to set the record straight. See, I don't care about the McMahon family and their petty feud with Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't care about his career milestones. I don't care what he's done in this business. I'm more successful than Stone Cold Steve Austin ever was. I'm a 13-time WWE World Heavyweight Champion. I'm a third-generation superstar. This is in my blood. I've done all that there is to do in this business. I've given everything to it, and I've beaten everyone. See, I am the apex predator. I am the viper. I'm the one that you should all cheer for when I come through that curtain. But you don't. Is it because I don't douse myself in beer like some moron from Texas? Is it because I don't wear jorts? I'll tell you why you'll never cheer for me again. I'll give you all a reason to boo me forever. Because I have one more legend to kill. Stone Cold Steve Austin, the legend killer, is coming for you. And I am going to put you down. Orton flips the mic onto the mat and the segment ends. Week 3. March 25th, 2019. Raw from the TD Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. A six-man tag team match is made for the main event of Raw pitting the team of Finn Balor, Braun Strowman, and Kurt Angle up against Bobby Lashley, Baron Corbin, and Drew McIntyre. Midway through the match, as it breaks down, we abruptly cut to the Tron and see a video of an extremely lifted pickup truck entering the backstage area. Once parallel with the camera, the door has an Austin 316 graphic on the side. Stone Cold Steve Austin parks the truck, and begins to walk toward the camera. We cut back to the ring as the heel superstars utilize the interruption to recover and take advantage. Soon after, the glass shatters again, and Stone Cold Steve Austin makes his way to the ring to yet another massive eruption from the crowd. He climbs in the ring and first punches Bobby Lashley. The referee calls for the bell. It doesn't matter to Austin. He throws a big right at Drew McIntyre. He then attacks Baron Corbin with his patented Thez Press. He gets up and sells a punch from Lashley, only to return a kick to the gut and lay Lashley out with a stone-cold stunner. Drew McIntyre approaches to eat a stunner as well. With Corbin's attention on Stone Cold, Kurt Angle comes up from behind him and lands a German suplex on Baron Corbin, who sells up dazed, only for Austin to flip him off and land yet another stunner. Austin and Angle have a moment where they stare at one another very intensely before hugging it out and raising their arms in victory. Angle's smile turns sour when Stone Cold pulls his arm down and kicks him in the gut to deal out yet another Stone Cold stunner. Renee Young remarks, You know Stone Cold's mantra, don't trust anybody. Finn Balor and Braun Strowman help carry Angle out of the ring and carry him to the back. Stone Cold demands a microphone and begins to talk. Randy Orton wants to attack Stone Cold Steve Austin from behind? Randy Orton wants to downplay all of my accomplishments? I'm a WWE Hall of Famer. And he'll be there one day too, 
because he keeps his lips tied tightly to Triple H's ass. Randy, if you wanted to fight Stone Cold Steve Austin, all you had to do was ask. I would have gladly looked you in your eye right before stomping a mud hole in you and walking it dry. Get your ass out here, boy, so that old Stone Cold Steve Austin can show you how the boys used to work back in the day. And that's the bottom line. Stephanie McMahon's The Queendom interrupts. She stays up on the stage, obviously hesitant to hit the ring, as Austin has shown he can and will strike at any time. Stephanie remarks, What do you think you're doing, Austin? You can't just show up. This is three weeks in a row. You don't even work here anymore. Sounds like we do about the same amount of work. Come on down to this ring and get yourself a beer for old time's sake. The crowd cheers for that line, but suddenly gets louder as Randy Orton attacks Steve Austin from behind. Randy gets him to the mat and begins stomping at him. He smiles sadistically, to which Michael Cole shouts, I've seen that look before! As Randy Orton backs into the opposite corner, Renee Young replies, He's not going to do what I think he's going to do, is he? And Corey Graves answers, You're damn right he is. The Viper is coiled and ready to strike. Randy Orton begins to run towards Stone Cold to deliver a punt kick, but Austin leaps up and catches Randy with a Thez press. He begins pounding away at Orton on the ground. Austin gets up, and Orton sells up to his feet with the help of the ropes. Austin goes for the stunner, but Orton slides out of the ring, backing slowly up the ramp. No chance, that's what you got. Vince McMahon comes walking out onto the stage, microphone in hand. Austin, you, you listen to me, and you listen good, you son of a bitch. You've interfered in my show for the last time. You've been a pain in my ass for too long now, and it's time we put your sorry redneck ass out to pasture. You want to fight so bad, huh? You want to fight Randy Orton? Well, Austin, if you want to fight Randy Orton, you can do it at WrestleMania. The crowd cheers. Austin looks around and picks up the microphone. He goes to talking to it, but it doesn't work from being dropped earlier. He throws it off to the side and walks over to get another mic. If you want to see Stone Cold beat Randy Orton's ass six ways from Sunday at WrestleMania, give me a hell yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin's going to open up a giant can of whoop-ass on Randy Orton at WrestleMania. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Week 4, April 1st, Raw from the Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C. A graphic is shown that tonight on the final Raw before WrestleMania, Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to have a face-to-face with Randy Orton. Later in the broadcast, Vince McMahon is in the ring along with several security guards. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Randy Orton. Orton's music hits and he comes pacing out to the ring. And his opponent this Sunday at WrestleMania, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Austin's music hits, but nobody comes out. It plays for a moment, but nothing happens. Vince and Orton are talking in the ring when Austin's voice rings out. Hey, up here! Stone Cold appears on the Titantron. He's sitting on a four-wheeler in what appears to be the Broken Skull Ranch, drinking a beer. Hey, bozos, how's it going? Sorry I couldn't make it there tonight. I was a little preoccupied this week from some other stuff going on. You know, getting in ring shape and whatnot. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Stone Cold won't be there for this little face-to-face. I know your tricks for too long now, Vince, and I know... Y'all were going to have those security guards hold me down while little Randall there gets a few good licks in 
before I whoop his ass on Sunday at WrestleMania. Uh-uh. Ain't gonna happen. So old Stone Cold's gonna talk directly to you now, Randy. You call yourself the Viper and the Legend Killer and the Apex Predator, and you claim that you can strike out of nowhere. Well, I want you to remember one thing heading into our match. I'm the damn Texas Rattlesnake, and I can strike out of nowhere, too. I'm the best that's ever done it, and you haven't even noticed it yet. I'll see you in six days, kid. Oh, and, uh, and by the way, April Fool's. Randy turns around and eats a stone-cold stunner from Austin, who has shown up behind him. The four security guards lunge at Austin, but he strikes them down one by one. He walks over and stomps a mud hole in one. He turns around and another runs at him, but Austin drops him with a bionic spine buster. One more tries to get up and come at Stone Cold, but Austin hits a huge stunner on him, and the security guard sells big time, falling back and out of the ring. It's down to just Austin and McMahon in the ring, and McMahon begins backing up slowly. Austin flips Mr. McMahon off and hits him with a Stone Cold stunner too. Austin stands tall as Randy Orton is struggling just to sit up. Week 5 begins, April 7th, 2019. We are live from MetLife Stadium at the Meadowlands in New Jersey for WrestleMania. A graphic is then shown on the screen. Michael Cole is heard saying, This is it. For the first time in 15 years, Stone Cold Steve Austin will walk down the ramp at WrestleMania and have one more match to face one of the most dangerous men in WWE, Randy Orton. Will Austin be able to prove that he's still got what it takes to raise hell at WrestleMania? Or will Randy Orton kill possibly the biggest legend he's ever faced in Stone Cold Steve Austin once and for all? A video package plays showing Austin and Orton's history in the company, ultimately leading to this match. The Bionic Redneck versus the Legend Killer. The Texas Rattlesnake versus the Viper. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Randy Orton. I have voices in my head. They counsel me. They understand. They talk to me. Randy Orton makes his way out slowly down the ramp at MetLife Stadium. He takes his time, but doesn't pander or look around at the crowd. He's laser focused on the ring. He steps inside and climbs the turnbuckle. He hits his signature pose, only now with his eyes closed. The crowd boos loudly. He steps down into the center of the ring, where he gazes into the hard camera. The camera zooms in tightly on his face. Orton shows no emotion. Renee Young mentions that Orton is out here to do more than just end Stone Cold's in-ring career. Orton's music fades out. The stadium falls quiet in anticipation. A small roar from the crowd begins to fester. They know what's about to happen. Austin comes out on a four-wheeler. He pulls out onto the stage and drives from side to side on the massive structure. The letters DTA are proudly displayed on his vest. Austin takes it all in. The pop he gets is similar to the Hardy Boys returning at WrestleMania 33, but possibly louder. It's deafening in the stadium. Austin flies down the ramp on the four-wheeler, and he circles around the ring, almost tipping it over a time or two. Corey Graves comments, Is he sober? Should he be driving that under the influence? 
Renee Young fires back at Graves. He's so excited to be back in front of over 80,000 members of the WWE Universe. You can see it in his face. Austin parks the four-wheeler and steps off. He looks at Randy Orton, who is still standing in the ring. Both men stare daggers at each other. Austin walks to the ring like only he can, determined and confident. He climbs the stairs and steps in, and walks right past Randy Orton to the corner, climbs to the middle rope, tossing his arms up. The referee is the only one holding Randy Orton back. Austin gets down and walks to the next corner, again only glancing at Orton as he walks past him. Orton steps towards Austin a bit, but the referee holds him back. Austin makes his way over to the other corner. He's fired up. He's yelling and screaming and shaking his head. Austin gets down and moves to the final corner. He throws his arms up. He cocks his head from side to side as he hypes himself and the WWE Universe up. He gets down and turns around only for Randy Orton to blindside him. Orton begins viciously hammering down blows to a prone Austin. The referee struggles to push Randy Orton back, but he doesn't let up. He continues to stomp away at Austin. Referee Mike Kyoto finally manages to pull Orton off. Kyoto backs Orton up into the opposite corner and is screaming at Randy the whole time. Orton doesn't even look away from Austin, who is selling on the ground across the ring. Kyoto attempts to check on Austin, but Orton tries to move in on Stone Cold again, who is now hunched over in the corner. Kyoto backs Orton up one more time and tells him it's his last warning, or else this match will be called off. Kyoto turns to check on Austin, but Orton throws Kyoto out of the way and rushes in at Austin. Stone Cold, however, uses a double leg takedown and knocks Randy to the mat, flat on his back. Stone Cold begins raining down punches, and the crowd pops big. Seeing no other option, Kyoto signals for the bell, and the match has officially started. Austin finishes punching Orton, and Orton rolls to the outside to escape. Austin takes off his vest. Austin takes off his vest and motions for Orton to get back into the ring. Kyoto pushes Austin back to give Orton room to get in the ring. Kyoto starts the 10 count. One. Orton takes his time on the outside to reassess the situation. Two. He stretches out his neck and shoulder. Three. Austin begins getting impatient as Orton starts to walk to the other side of the ring. Four. Austin pushes past the referee and rolls to the outside. He chases Orton around ringside, and Orton slides in. Austin follows him in, but Orton's quick to lay the boots in. Orton pulls Austin up and gets him into the corner. Orton lays in a big chop. The crowd woos. Orton throws a punch, followed by another chop. Another woo from the crowd. Orton continues this. Punch. Chop. Punch. Chop. Orton goes for another punch, but Austin catches it. He uses Orton's momentum against him, and he throws Orton back into the corner. Austin lets loose a bunch of wild haymakers, and Orton sells each one like a bomb went off in his face. Austin starts throwing a kick in. Punch. Kick. Punch. Kick. 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 Orton falls back and sits into the corner. Austin lays the boots in and stumps a mud hole in Orton, and then walks it dry as he walks out of the corner. The crowd is into this match. There's so much emotion. Austin goes back over and lifts Orton up. Austin goes to Irish whip Orton into the opposite corner, but Orton reverses it. Austin is launched into the corner instead. Orton charges at Austin, but Austin is able to get the boot up and kick Orton square in the jaw. 
Randy Orton stumbles back, and Stone Cold runs in and hits a clothesline, knocking Orton flat on the mat. Austin rebounds off the ropes and hits his pointed elbow drop to the face of Orton. Austin covers. Kyoto counts. One kick out. Austin was only able to barely get a one on that. Austin already looks beat up. He's trying to shake out the ring rust. Austin goes to lift Orton up, but Orton fires back with a few body shots, followed by a European uppercut. Austin stumbles back up against the ropes. Orton slowly walks over as he feels his forehead to make sure he's not bleeding from that elbow drop moments before. Orton whips Austin off the ropes and looks to catch him for his rebound power slam, but Austin hangs onto the ropes and stops his momentum. Orton follows through with the rotation and lands on the mat. They look at each other, Orton angry that Austin outsmarted him, and Austin gives Orton the double middle fingers again. Orton gets visibly angry for the first time in the match, and Austin meets Orton with a boot to the face, followed by several to the chest. Randy is finally able to sell up, and Stone Cold hooks him for a suplex. He lands the vertical suplex and floats over for the cover. One, two, not quite a two count as Randy Orton kicks out. Stone Cold pulls Orton up to his feet, but Orton pushes Austin's arms into the air and connects with a beautiful drop kick. Austin's down on the mat, and Orton rushes for the cover. One, no. Stone Cold kicks the shoulder up just after one. Orton locks in a side headlock. He's using his size advantage to keep Austin grounded. Austin is struggling, but Orton wrenches the hold a few times, tightening his grip, ensuring Austin stays on the mat. The crowd at MetLife Stadium begins to grow louder in their support for Stone Cold. Orton screams at the crowd, telling them to shut up as Austin slowly powers up. He backs Orton up with a few elbows to the gut. He manages to throw Orton off of him and rebounds him off the ropes. Randy runs back towards Austin and Orton hits a Luthez press. He punches Austin a few times before returning to his feet and screaming at the crowd some more. Boos echo throughout the stadium. Randy is taunting, and Austin makes it back to his feet. As Orton turns around, here's Austin with a Luthez press of his own. Austin firing up on Orton. The crowd applauds, and Austin stands up. The crowd applauds, and Austin stands up, and taunts to the crowd himself. Randy Orton sells up to the middle rope on his knees, where he's draped across it. Austin notices and rebounds off the ropes, hitting a leg guillotine across Orton's back. Orton falls to the mat, and Austin covers. One, two, no. Orton kicks out, just barely two. Austin, who appears out of breath, collects himself and wipes the sweat off his forehead. He lifts Orton up next to the ropes, but Orton fights him off. Orton throttles Austin and tosses him through the ropes to the apron. He pulls him back in, hanging his feet on the ropes, getting him ready for the rope-hung DDT. Orton takes too much time, though, as Austin is able to ground his feet back onto the mat, and he lifts Orton up, dropping him for a stun gun off the top rope. Orton falls to the mat and rolls to the apron. Michael Cole remarks what great ring presence Randy Orton had there to avoid being pinned. Orton begins to get back up on the apron, but Austin grapples with him a bit before Orton fights him back. Randy Orton takes Austin's head and walks him over and slams him into the turnbuckle a few times. Austin is dazed and rests in the corner as Orton climbs back into the ring. Orton lifts Austin's body up onto the top rope. He readies him 
and connects with a picture-perfect superplex from the top rope. Both men sell the impact, and we get quick picture-in-picture replays of the move in slow motion. Orton covers. One, two, no. Austin gets the shoulder up. Orton looks to be in awe at what happened. He gets angry. Orton stands up and begins circling Austin. Orton stomps on Austin's left arm. Orton moves slowly and methodically. He stomps on Austin's left foot. He stomps on Austin's right foot. Orton is screaming at Austin. I'm better. I'm the better superstar. Orton stomps on Austin's right arm. Orton then stomps on Austin's head. He taunts to the crowd as they boo. He's your hero? He's nothing! Orton picks Austin up and readies him for an inverted backbreaker. I'm gonna break his neck. Austin is able to reverse out of it and pushes Orton off the ropes. Orton rebounds back and Austin hits a spinebuster, dropping Orton in the middle of the ring. Austin falls to one knee, but is able to gather himself and he makes his way over to the corner. He pulls himself up onto the middle rope and he leaps, connecting with a middle rope elbow drop. Austin covers Orton. One, two, no. Orton's able to kick out just after two. Stone Cold stalks Randy, waiting for him to get back to his feet. Austin throws a kick like he's going for a stunner, but Orton catches his foot. Orton throws Austin's foot to spin him around. He leaps and goes to hook for an RKO, but Austin had it scouted and doesn't let himself be pulled down. Austin then reverses the cravat and locks in the million-dollar dream. The crowd pops. Orton is struggling. He's screaming in pain. Austin is trying to put him to sleep. Orton is reaching for the ropes in all different directions, but he can't seem to get them. The tension is building. Orton looks as if he's about to tap, but he hangs on. Orton uses his size to charge forward, drop down a bit, and Austin gets choked up on the ropes as he releases the hold. Orton then fluidly tosses Austin through the ropes, pulls him in, and then drops him with a rope-hung DDT. Orton sits up and covers Austin. One, two, no. Austin gets his foot on the ropes. Orton looks around, frustrated. He gazes over at the ringside area and locks onto the announce table. Orton grows a smile on his face as he rolls to the outside of the ring. He begins removing the cover and clears the monitors from the tables that are out there. He rolls back into the ring to break the count and pulls Austin out with him. Orton stalks Austin, and Stone Cold begins to rise to his feet, utilizing the table to help him. Randy Orton picks up Stone Cold and drops him with a side suplex onto the top of the table. Austin lays there on the table, trying to get his wits about him. Orton's laughing now. Mike Chioda is yelling at Orton to get back into the ring. Orton rolls in, breaking the count, but then rolls back out. He stands up on the table next to Austin. He's looking at the other table. He's motioning for an RKO as Austin rises to his feet. Orton goes to lock Austin for an RKO, but Austin dodges it. He connects with a big right hand, staggering Orton. Austin then gut kicks Orton and saddles him up, with Orton's head between Austin's legs. He hoists Orton up and connects with a massive pile driver through the announce table. Everyone's in disbelief. The referee runs out to check on both men as we are shown replays of the devastating maneuver. Mike Chioda gets back in the ring and begins a count. One, two, three, four. 
Austin pulls himself up. He stumbles over to the ring by seven. Eight! Orton's still laid out. Austin realizes this. Nine! Austin shakes his head no and rolls back outside the ring, breaking the count. Austin lifts Orton up and throws him back into the ring. Stone Cold gets back into the ring as well, although he's barely got any energy left. Both men are completely gassed. Stone Cold stalks Orton as he sells up to his feet. Austin throws the middle finger and connects with a Stone Cold stunner. The crowd pops huge. Austin covers. One. Two. No. Orton kicks out at two and three quarters. Austin can't believe it. MetLife Stadium can't believe it. Austin calls for it again. He wants Orton on his feet. Orton uses the ropes to get there. But once he's up, Austin kicks him in the gut, and Austin throttles for the stunner. But Orton pushes him off. And when Austin turns back around, Orton drops him with an RKO. RKO from out of nowhere! Screams Michael Cole. Boos rain down on Orton, who takes a moment to crawl over to Austin. He covers him and hooks the leg. One. Two. No! Austin kicks out and Orton can't believe it. He can't accept it. Both men are exhausted. The crowd is on their feet. Orton backs himself up into the corner. He pounds the mat angrily. He pulls himself up and grips both sides of the ropes. He's screaming for Austin to get up. Stone Cold sells up on his hands and knees. Randy Orton charges and connects with the punt kick. Stone Cold goes limp. He shoots the half and covers Austin. One. Two. Three. The bell rings and the audience is stunned. Greg Hamilton comes over the microphone. Here is your winner, the legend killer, Randy Orton. We see replays of the match as medical staff check on Stone Cold Steve Austin. After Orton's music stops, the silence turns to applause. A thank you Austin chant breaks out. He slowly sits up as the medical staff desperately try to convince him to lay back down so they can stretcher him out. Austin says something that gets cut out thanks to the seven second delay and slowly starts maneuvering himself to get towards the ropes to get out of the ring. His feet touch the ground and he collapses again, but still fights off the referees and medical staff. He forces himself back to his feet and slowly makes his way up the ramp. His music hits again and when he finally gets to the stage, he raises his arms victoriously still selling the battle wounds he just collected in that hellacious brawl. No one in the crowd is sitting down. The thank you Austin chants are deafening. Austin makes the drinking beer hand gesture and then goes back through the curtain. What's up IMLP and you are listening to Wrestling Luke Omega podcast maybe. I think I fucked it up but anyways you should subscribe. So there we have it guys. That was both of the fantasy bookings for this return anyone who has been in the WWE back for one more run. What did you think? Let me know on Twitter at Omega underscore Luke. But first, let's head over to Nev and his fantasy booking. The pros, I can tell you now, spoiler alert for both of these guys, there are no cons because can you really give cons for that? I mean, seriously, both of those... They were really good fantasy bookings. They were seriously, seriously good. And the way I look at it now is 
when there's no like obvious cons, then I'm not going to give any because they're just too good of a bookings and I'm just being petty and the petty ones, the petty cons annoy me giving them out because I feel like I have to give out cons. So I'm just not going to give any. Um, so let's go to Nev and the things I loved about Nev's fancy booking. By the way, congrats to Nev for uh, learning how to do all of his audio stuff and chucking in some sound effects. Lovely. He did tell me he was going to do it. Um, so I wasn't surprised to say that um, uh, that he did have it, but it was nonetheless, the, when he used it, it was very good. So first, it was a great setup um, for the story. Very good promos by Drew and Finn. And really, Nev always comes across as the best person for promos. He's very, very good at doing the storyline through the promos. He, he's always said, he's always honest, the matches and stuff are his weak point, and he's worked on that because this one was a lot better. But his promos are just hands down the best that there is. So first of all, great setup, great promos by Drew and Finn. I love the intro by Nev for CM Punk. The the way he brought CM Punk in with with Paul Heyman and talking about as if, or talking as if he was talking about Brock Lesnar one more time, and the shock surprise when they play when he played CM Punk's music uh, was very fucking good. And Punk's promo for his return was absolutely on point. The whole, um, you know, the, the clobbering time thing with Paul Heyman, absolutely fucking amazing. The sound effects, like I said, were on point for this when he had the CM Punk chance. Um, I really like the Fatal 4 match. The, it was a very good description. And like I said, he's worked on it. He's got very good at doing the descriptions for matches now. Um, and I really enjoyed uh, Graves' point on using um, his new UFC moves in the match with Seth Rollins there, speaking to Seth Rollins and say, are you going to be worried about this? Because, you know, he's learned some new moves in the UFC, the new submission moves. Um, and obviously, very, very well done from Nev for that. Using his knowledge of past events is one thing which, I don't know whether Nev's done it before, I can't really remember off the top of my head, but I really noticed it in this one. So, you know, the, the Seth Rollins almost have a very similar path to CM Punk signing for Ring of Honor and, and doing having as if he was five years behind CM Punk and then obviously tagging with CM Punk when he was NXT champion. Nev's very good at remembering these things, using it and bringing these real-life situations into fantasy bookings, which is something that you all know I really love and enjoy. Um, the finale match was very well described as well. Um, Props to Nev for getting better and better at that. Really enjoyed the match. Really enjoyed um, the fantasy booking as a whole. Nice little touch to have Roman Reigns come back at the end of the match with the briefcase and sort of say, I'm here for you next. Very good. Very good. Very great return for CM Punk. Royally Rumbled now. What do I think of you guys? Well, Obviously, again, Rory Rumble don't disappoint. We know what they bring to the table every time. We know that they are very good storytellers. We know that they're very good at describing the matches. And we also know that the way that they do the promos, where one of them sets it up, the other one says the promo, 
is very fucking good. Great introduction. Um, called the authorities out by you know saying we were supposed that the 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 audience are now supposed to be the authority, but it doesn't seem to be that they have acted on that, and that is another incident of a real-life situation. These guys have recognised that. You you obviously hear them talk about that in their own podcast. You know, the, the fans are supposed to be the um, the authority now, but Vince, Stephanie, and Triple H are all still around and they're still calling the shots and taking Kofi Kingston out and chucking Kevin Owens in, banning Becky Lynch and causing all sorts of trouble. So I like that. Very good point. Great attention to detail as well. You know, they mentioned um, cities that the the events were taking place in and arenas that they were taking place in. Obviously, I'm from the UK, so I haven't heard of any of these arenas um, until we got to the end one, which I believe they used to MetLife, which obviously I've heard of. Um, so very good. Sound effects, again, was used very well in this, and they used more this time, but it wasn't overdone it was used in the right places it was used while they continued to say the story so it didn't break up the story they had like the chants going on in the background while they were talking it was very clever very well done and very it added to their fantasy booking it was also a, a very good promo from randy orton bringing back the legend killer i like that very good heel promo and a very good and Vince impression by Jordan there. Um, absolutely smashed it, buddy. Really proud of you. Really good impression there, Jordan. Um, very good description of the match itself. Very long description of the match itself. But they went full on on this. And I think the description, I looked down um, to see roughly the times of it while I was recording um, the on the YouTube, my live reactions... And it was roughly about 8 to 10 minutes, maybe a little more, um, that this match was taking place. But it did not feel like we were getting bored of it. It was very well done, very well put together match. The ring psychology, the map psychology was very good. And was also classic Royley Rumble well done. I'm going to have a very hard decision to make now because on one side of things, Nev, I think, has improved again, which, you know, how he keeps improving. And he genuinely doesn't deserve to lose this match because of how good his booking was. I really enjoyed it. Um, he worked on his bad things like the match description and improved his match description. But Royley rumbled yet again just keep being consistent and it was generally a really good fantasy booking as well of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, you know, if I, I gave them the option to go with anyone and they brought on two legends of the wrestling world, two people who I would love to see come back. Unfortunately, we know uh, Steve Austin will never happen, but CM Punk, there's a possibility. So I like that they did that. I also, I'm going to make the decision. It's weird because, like I said, Nev doesn't deserve to lose. But what I found very interesting in both of these bookings was who went 
over. And I know I said I didn't do any petty cons, because it's not really a con. But I like the risk that one, one not one person, but one competitor made. It surprised me. I'm happy they done it. And I think I'm going to give them the win. Not on that basis, because overall it was a very good fantasy booking. But I'm very struggling to pick a good fantasy booking. Pick a good, uh, a better fantasy booking, because they're both equally very good. But Rory Rumble then shown us that a fantasy booking, although it's stuff that you want to happen, it doesn't have to end in a happy ending. The heel went over, Randy Orton spoiled it for everyone. And as much as it's not Nev's fault that he made CM Punk win, because I would think CM Punk would probably win on his return anyway, but he came in and won the belt on Seth's first uh, defence of it. Now... I'm I'm one for I like longer title reigns. I want I wouldn't class Seth Rollins as a transitional champion. I know it goes very well with the story, and that's the thing. But I'm gonna give this win to Royley Rumbled because they took a risk as well as they had a very good fucking fantasy booking. Like there's no doubt about it. They were both obviously very good. They took a risk. Interestingly though, I don't think Nev deserves this at all. And I think he deserves another shot later down the line. Definitely. And I think Royley Rumbled are going to agree that Ned probably deserves another shot as well because that was very good. Um, so, overall, an incredible fantasy booking match yet again. I expected nothing less. Like I said in the intro to this, I was dreading doing this because I think both of these guys would absolutely smash it. And yes, they fucking have. So... Wardy Rumble continue to be the Omega Luke fantasy booking champions. Do you think you could beat them? Well, there's only one way to find out. If you aren't already in my roster of talent in the fantasy booking world, then you need to contact me at Omega underscore Luke on Twitter or on the Facebook page, of course, if you don't have Twitter. I'm, I constantly, you know, I, I reply on all sorts of different social medias. If you wish to be involved, I'll put you to the list. I'll get you in a match and we can see how you go. But for now, guys, that is all from me. Congratulations to Royley Rumbled. Commiserations to Nev. A sterling effort, my friend, um, and one which... I don't think you deserve to lose necessarily, but such is life, such is the wrestling world. Um, interestingly, he both Nev and Mason Adams, the guys that Royley Rumbled have um, both defeated for titles, they've both mentioned about going against each other. Math has also mentioned about going against Adam Mason. And I'm really interested to find out who would be the best out of those three? Because none of them have faced each other yet. Now, I'm not not going to say it's definitely going to happen. But I'd quite like either a triple threat or I would quite like a, a 
crossover amalgamation, a three-match sort of massive big deal for WrestleMania or something like that between Math, between Mason Adams, and between Nev. I would really, really like to see that in the future. And maybe, just maybe, whoever wins that match will face Roy Rumbled next time. What do you guys think? I think that is a fucking great idea. Of course I do. Of course I think that's a great idea. I've just fantasy booked the fantasy booking world. So, yeah. All sorts of different things going on here. But I think that's a great idea. So, at Omega underscore Luke on Twitter if you wish to be a part of this. Or just follow me anyway. Just follow me anyway on it. Don't, you know, don't be a stranger. Come over there. Follow me. Instagram as well, Omega Luke Podcast. YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, you make sure you drop a like on this video. Show that you love the effort that these guys have put in because I can tell you now, this is not just a half hour job. These guys, it takes a long time, a lot of effort, a lot of thinking to come up with these fantasy bookings for your entertainment. So make sure you give these guys a like, you give these guys a comment, you go follow them on their Twitters at Roy Rumbled at Nev's with a Z and an 8. He was young when he invented it. He he probably wouldn't say he probably wouldn't have that now. But make sure you go over there and you tell them how good their fantasy bookings was and how much you appreciate the hard work that they gave you for this last hour for the entertainment. Because I can't thank these guys enough for making this episode as incredible as it was because really all I've done is sit here, listen to them and pick a winner um, and it's my podcast. So well done to those guys. So like I said, make sure you're subscribed as well on the YouTube, drop a like, drop a comment and of course, keep your friends close but keep Omega Luke even closer. <laughs>